Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, January 16th, 2020, from the Beantown, USA studio. Beantown, USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at draftkings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PIC, P-I-C, that's promo code PIC, P. I see you can play for free this Sunday in the $1 million play action contest for conference championship weekend, the AFC championship, the NFC championship, $1 million in total prizes with $100,000 going to first place. You can win $100,000 this Sunday just by signing up and playing in this contest for free when you use promo code PIC, P-I-C. That's promo code PIC, P-I-C, at DraftKings. Dot com. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, January 16th. It is technically the fourth show of the week. I gave you Monday's podcast, and then after I released Monday's podcast, we had some major news in Major League Baseball because Rob Manfred, commissioner of Major League Baseball Rob Manfred, came down hard. He laid the hammer down on the Houston Astros, giving their manager, A.J. Hinch, and their general manager, Jeff Luno, one-year suspension, suspended them for the entire 2020 season, also fining the Astros organization $5 million and taking away a first and a second-round draft pick in both 2020 and 2021. So that news broke on Monday afternoon after I released this podcast, and um, because of that, I felt the need to jump on a live stream. And on that live stream, I told you that Al- I-, I-, I didn't think the Red Sox should fire Alex Cora. I thought they should, as I put it in the live stream, on YouTube, by the way, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Make sure you go subscribe and watch it at some point. But subscribe, even if you don't watch it. Smash that subscribe button. Um, the way I put it was the Red Sox should grow some balls and keep Alex Cora and show their support to the guy. Now, after that, on, what, on Tuesday night, or t- Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday night, the Red Sox announced that them and Alex Cora were mutually agreeing to pot ways. The Red Sox and Alex Cora have mutually agreed to pot ways. They did that this week. And then yesterday on Wednesday, they held the press the Red Sox held a press conference. And I reacted to that press conference in another live stream yesterday on Wednesday. You can go check that out. And I reacted to everything the Red Sox had to say. So that's the top story right now. I'm gonna get to my picks for the AFC and NFC championship games. I'm gonna get to NFL. But the fact that I'm doing a show today, conference championship weekend in the NFL, even though the Patriots aren't involved, and by the way, they're not involved in the AFC championship for the first time since 2010, the Patriots went to the AFC championship eight consecutive times. That's nuts. So this year, for the, this, this will be the first time, this Sunday, the first time since 2010, the Patriots are not in the AFC championship. Crazy. Still, uh, you know, I, this should be a football show, right? This should be, the top story should be NFL. Here we go. The final four teams, 
You got Kansas City, Tennessee. Then you got Green Bay, San Francisco. You know, the winners of these games go to the Super Bowl. Like, this should be a football show today. It's not. I'm opening with baseball once again. And in fact, when you consider my other live streams this week, the two live streams that I had, this is the third show of the week in which I'm talking baseball. And the fourth total show of the week. So, as I, I was able to sleep on everything last night, again, yesterday, I watched the Red Sox press conference. I gave a raw reaction to that press conference immediately afterwards on YouTube with a, an hour-long live stream, giving all my thoughts and opinions on what the Red Sox said, what they didn't say, what they wanted to say, and the reaction to them basically firing Alex Cora, even though the Red Sox, you know, have... have they made it clear, they tried to make it clear, they, cl- they tried to clarify in this press conference that they did not fire Alex Cora, that they both both sides mutually agreed they could not work together anymore based on what Rob Manfred's nine-page report said. And what it said was that Alex Cora, he played a large role in Houston Astros' sign-stealing scheme in 2017, the year the Astros won the world championship, Alex Cora was the Astros bench coach. Cora then goes to the Red Sox in 2018. You know, there have been reports that the Red Sox were using their video replay review room in 2018 to decode signals. And Cora, part of that, Major League Baseball still investigating Cora's time with the Red Sox. And so it's just... And everybody, and I'm listening to people talk, I'm reading tweets, I'm reading stories online, I'm watching them on TV, I'm hearing them on the radio, and um, when it comes to the press conference that the Red Sox had, I, I don't know, and I said this on the live stream yesterday, I don't know what people want the Red Sox to say right now. Like, I'm confused by that. And I know people have jobs where they have to give their opinion, they have to take a side, and they have to come down hard on one side or the other. And in this situation, it seems like if you cover baseball, if you cover the Red Sox, after watching yesterday's press conference, you you would think that maybe your job is, well, you either need to come down hard on Cora or come down hard on the Red Sox. Me, personally, I've been coming down hard on Major League Baseball. Even though before Cora was fired... And I will say he was fired because if Cora really wanted to lawyer up and say, I'm not going anywhere, you know, there's more to the story. I'm not the real mastermind. Did I play a part in it? Yeah. Are these penalties by Major League Baseball outrageous? Yep. Did they find anything with me and the Red Sox in 2018? You're going to fire? Like, I I think if Cora really wanted to to stay with the Red Sox or, or, or not step down, I still think the Red Sox would move on from him. Right? And... When I said earlier in the week, before they moved on from him, when I said that they should grow, the Red Sox should grow some balls and keep Cora, I, I said that not knowing what the punishment was. I said if it's a year-long suspension, I think you can, you can have an interim manager step up and you could keep Alex Cora around and you could support him in that situation. If it's more than a year, if it's more than one season, then I can understand, then I guess I could understand it, right? Like, like We don't know what the punishment is, though. Neither, and maybe the Red Sox do, maybe they don't. But it's not out there publicly. 
my my point is, people watch this press conference, they either want to come down hot on the Red Sox or come down hot on Cora. I'm sitting back going, I'm going to come down hot on Major League Baseball. Because I think all of what's going on right now is highly unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It is. But I think Rob Manfred, I think he's loving this attention that the league is getting right now. Everybody's talking about Major League Baseball. The last couple off-seasons... Nobody's been talking about Major League Baseball. And people could say, well, this isn't really a good reason to talk about Major League Baseball. Well, you're talking about it. You're tuning into MLB Network. How many people are tuning into MLB Network this week? Were you? I wasn't. And I'm a fan of baseball. I'm a diehard baseball fan. I'm not tuning into MLB Network, but I did this week because of this situation. So, I mean, I just think everything is so over the top right now and exaggerated and it's a major overreaction as I said on the live stream it, this is a major overreaction by Major League Baseball and because of this overreaction by Major League Baseball you're now putting organizations in position where they need to make decisions you know because spring training is right around the corner right and even though I said earlier in the week that the Red Sox should grow some balls and keep Alex Cora you know, I, I said that basically meaning that if they kept him, it's a ballsy, it is a ball, it would be a ballsy move to keep him based on everything that's out there. It'd be a ballsy move. From a PR standpoint, it's a ballsy move. Sure. Even I admit that by, but I admit that by saying they should grow some balls and do it. It's the type of support I think that the players would like as well. Because this was a, as Rob Manfred put it in his report, a player driven, player executed, sign stealing scheme. It wasn't just like, you know, it wasn't just one bench coach who was forcing people to do things they didn't want to do. Like, I think that's what this has turned into, though. This is what this has turned into. My overall point here is this. I think Major League Baseball has gone about this the wrong way. And in the process, I think they have unfairly made Alex Cora the face of cheating in baseball. I think it's unfair. They've made him the face of cheating in baseball. Right? And um, when you make one guy the face of cheating in baseball and that guy is your manager, you the Red Sox do have a decision to make. They're either going to go all in and support him or they got to cut ties. Now, what you saw in the press conference was they were coming out saying they cut ties with Cora, but they also praised him a lot. They told you they loved everything about him. They praised Alex Cora. They praised Alex Cora in the same press conference that they were telling you he did something wrong and he broke the rules and that there's a, a standard that their organization needs to stick to and, and, and Cora, you know, he wasn't playing by the rules so they had to get rid of him. But they love him. They're going to miss him. They're going to miss everything about him. Everything about him, they told you. And people look at that and they go, well, how could they do, how could the Red Sox do that? How could they, how could they act this way? How could they, you know, say Cora was doing something wrong and then at the same time they can't admit, you know, they, they, they can't have it both ways, I, I'm hearing people say, with the Red Sox. I, I, I don't understand, here's my take, I don't understand what people wanted the Red Sox to say. This, they're in a tough spot right now. They're in a tough spot. and and. 
if they really were going to be honest, I think here's what they did. By praising Cora in the same press conference that they announced he's done, they're getting rid of him, and that he did something wrong. What are they telling you there? Think about that. They're telling you a guy did something wrong, we're cutting ties with him, he's gone, but we love him. They praise him while they're, they're praising him while they're telling you he did something wrong. What is, honestly, like use your brain right now, folks. Think about this. Think about this. Think, think hard about this. They have a press conference. The world is watching. All of sports is watching. Any sports fan is watching. People who are not sports fans are watching. You got to say the right things if you're the Red Sox. You love Alex Cora. That's real. That's true. They love him. They didn't want to, they didn't want to do this. They felt like they had to do it. They felt like they had to do it. He did something wrong, but we love him. How could you praise a guy so much, as much as the Red Sox did, while holding a press conference trying to explain why you got rid of a guy who did something wrong? But yet you're going to miss everything that that guy brought to your organization. What does that tell you? That tells you there's something they want to tell you that they can't because they can't publicly say it. What is that something? I mean, it, this, is, this is simple. I don't know how people do not understand this, how they do not get this. But the Red Sox wanted to stand up. Sam Kennedy wanted to stand up, flip the table over, and go, Guys, we're forced to get rid of Alex Cora because Rob Manfred has painted him as the face of cheating in baseball. But the reality is we love Alex Cora, and we know that he was doing something that other teams are all doing to us. Okay? That's why we love him. We, we love him because... Um, you know, in a way, based on how this league plays out, what other teams are doing, he's doing his job. Now, they can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that, right? Because, again, the way, man, the way the commissioner has painted this thing is that Alex Cora is the mastermind in two organizations that led two organizations in back-to-back years to world championships. So... When you have this report out there and it looks set, like such a big scandal, like the Red Sox have to say all the right things. By praising Alex Cora in the same press conference that they're telling you they're getting rid of him and he did something wrong, what the Red Sox are basically saying is everyone's doing it. Everybody around the league was doing what Alex Cora was doing, okay? But he's the one that has to take the fall. Because of Rob Manfred's report. And when I see all this, and I put this together, this is back to my own opinion. When I see that press conference, and, and I see what the Red Sox are saying, or, or what they obviously would love to say and can't say, and I don't understand how people can't understand that. I come back, and I come down hard on Major League Baseball. Some people look at it and think they need to come down hard on either the Red Sox or Cora. I don't think so. They need to come down hard on Major League Baseball. Because Major League Baseball has gone so over the top. It's such an, this is such an unnecessary, the nine-page report was so unnecessary. It was unnecessary. Especially considering the fact that Major League Baseball made steps in 2019 to prevent the video replay rooms to be used. They put guys in there. So you could this this past season you couldn't do you couldn't use the video replay rooms to steal signals at least not every game and not not all game long like you couldn't do it that was the step Major League Baseball took if they think that worked then okay it worked but you got reports coming out now 
you know, this this offseason, that explained what maybe the Astros were doing in 2017 and even to an extent what the Red Sox were doing in 2018, and Alex Cora is linked to both of those things based on Major League Baseball's investigation. But Rob Manfred's goal when he came down hot on A.J. Hinch and Jeff Luno of the Astros with with season-long suspensions, his goal was to say, we're going to eliminate this from the league, and here's how we're going to do it, with over-the-top punishments. People see punishments like this, they'll think twice. But the problem with that was, when you come down with those punishments, and you have a report that actually shows in your report that Alex Cora was more guilty than A.J. Hinch and Jeff Luno, which is, that's just what the report, I'm just telling you what the report says. I think we all expect Alex Cora's punishment to be worse than A.J. Hinch and Jeff Luno, to be worse than just one year, a year-long suspension, to be maybe two seasons, maybe more. And when you do that, you are painting a face of cheating in baseball. You're taking one guy and saying, he's now the face of cheating in our league. And I think that's such a dangerous thing to do when you know, and don't tell me Manfred doesn't know, you know, he knows that this is happening everywhere. All right? It is. People don't want to hear that. And I I expressed this on the live stream yesterday in more detail, so go listen to that. But, um... You know, it's true. I mean, the this is a league that supplies every ballpark with all these video cameras and all this technology for replay. And you want no one's going to use it? Oh, oh, let me rephrase that. What? You think Alex Cora is the only one that's been using it? Give me a break. But that's the way that Rob Manfred is portraying Cora because his mindset was, I'm going to come down with a severe punishment on the Astros. But when he does that, he links Cora to everything and he makes Cora become a bigger villain than anybody involved. And he's taking one guy and saying, we're going to set an example. We're going to set an example. And that's how we're going to get other teams to stop. And I think by doing that, Major League Baseball went about it the wrong way. They could have taken steps to eliminate the use or minimize the use of technology to decode signals around Major League Baseball. And they could have done it by maybe slapping a couple guys on the wrist, but just realistically, they could have done what they did last season by just putting people in the video replay review rooms that work for baseball. Oh, you got to hire a couple more people? Oh, no, don't spend more money to hire more people to do something that you obviously are attempting to do, which is minimize the use of technology to steal signs. Instead, you ruin a guy's baseball life. And people will say, well, don't make Alex Cora out to be the, the victim here. And I say, well, why not? If is is he the only one doing it? I just think if you believe Alex Cora is like this mastermind and is the only person that's discovered video, that video technology can help you get a competitive edge, then I think you're living in a fantasy world. Now, somebody made a comment on my Facebook today that said, wait a minute. You came out, Danny, you came out with the report on the Astros spy back in 2018, but now that Alex Cora trickles to the Red Sox and Alex Cora gets caught, you're telling us everyone's doing it? That was the comment on my Facebook. And I commented back. I said, well, I mean, that's two different things. 
My opinion and belief on what's happening around the league is completely different from a specific situation during a playoff game for a team that I cover for a newspaper. When I find out something happens and as a specific shady situation, I have, I mean, I'm going to report on that. Like, I was the only one that had that story. I have to report on that. It's, you know, in that situation, like, that's my job. From a professional standpoint, I wanted to get credit for that story. So for the last year, year and a half, whatever it's been, over a year, I've been on this show and on social media complaining about how I'm not getting credit for that story. From a professional standpoint, I want credit for that story. That was a big story. There are a lot of people in my industry that will never break a story that big. When you break a story like that, like that's a big deal in my industry. You're supposed to get rewarded for that. I mean, I haven't. I, I, in fact, the complete opposite has happened to me. Since I broke that story, my life has fallen apart. My professional life has fallen apart. So I, that's ridiculous to me. That's unfair. I've expressed my frustration with that. But when I express my frustration and I say I want, I want the credit to that story, and I pound my chest about breaking that news first and maybe even opening the floodgates, so to speak, to any type of spying in baseball. What I did say when I reported that, um, it, this is on the record, and I've been I, this is well documented. I've said this many times. That was not a Red Sox source, that Astros spy in the ALCS in 2018. A Red Sox source did not give me that. That was a security source. And... If the Red Sox wanted that out, they would have got that out because they would have leaked it to someone and that someone would have broke it before me. I broke it like a day later, like, you know, a day or two later. If the Red Sox, they caught an Astro spy and they wanted that out, they would have leaked that to someone that has more sources than I do. But the reason nobody reported that and the Red Sox didn't leak it out is because the Red Sox didn't want the story of the Astro spy to get out. And what I've said is... Nobody in Major League Baseball wanted something like that to get out because everybody in Major League Baseball knows that their own organization is also doing something to try to steal signs and steal signals. And they probably cross the line at times. They stretch the boundaries of the rules. Like, that's a real thing. That's a thing that I believe. And I said that when I made the report. I said, okay, there's an Astro spy. But hey, the Red Sox don't want this getting out to the public. The Red Sox didn't leak that to me. I have Red Sox sources, but they didn't leak this to me. This fell into my lap through security sources. And so I, then I did a little digging, and I found out that Cleveland tipped them off, and once you had it, that's a major story. So I reported it. Not everybody gets caught. Not everybody gets caught. Not everybody does it as, as blatantly as maybe the Houston Astros have done it, and it's on the record now that the Astros have been blatant about it with and without Cora. Which, again, is another unfair aspect to Alex Cora because Rob Manfred's report shows that the Astros were using technology to, technology to cheat even when Cora was gone. But I think if you're Major League Baseball, if you're Rob Manfred and you have to be realistic with it and you look around and go, well, teams are using technology to steal signs. We don't want this to happen anymore. How can we eliminate this from the game? You know, you had... You had a couple options there. Manfred took the option of creating a major public scandal with a public report to make a statement and use one guy in Alex Cora to set an example. 
And I know you could say, well, use more than one guy because he gave Hinch and Luno the suspensions and he punished the Astros. Well, we don't know what the Red Sox investigation, ha- what the result of that is yet. And I think that's another reason why the Red Sox couldn't talk about it. I don't blame them for not talking about an investigation on their organization that's not finished yet. People want the Red Sox to talk about an investigation that's not finished. It's like, why would you want them to do that? Why would they do that? And I'd be saying this about any organization. But Rob Manfred had a decision to make. Either he makes a huge public uh, scandal out of this, and he ruins the the baseball career of Alex Cora in order to set an example and and you know send a message to the rest of the league. Hey, if you're going to do this and you get caught, you're done. You're done. Sheriff Manfred is what I'm calling him. Walking around, the big tough guy, Rob Manfred. He didn't have to do this. It's an overreaction. And all he had to do, I mean, honestly, just by putting people in the video replay review rooms, that minimizes it right there. It's over. You want to slap him on the wrist? You want to punish Cora and the Astros? You want to give him 10-game suspensions? That's honestly what I thought was going to happen. That's honestly what I thought. Any punishment for this stuff, I never thought that it would be a season-long suspension, $5 million fine, multiple draft picks. Like, come on. Come on. And maybe that's just because I see it differently than other people. I feel like sometimes I, I go on social media and people comment to me and even on YouTube and they and they comment and they're like, oh, he's a cheater. He's the only one doing it. And I just feel like I'm living on another planet. I expressed this on the live stream yesterday, so go... Go back and listen to that. But as I I'm, as I slept on it and I'm thinking about all this, I just, people want to either attack the Red Sox from their press conference yesterday or they want to attack Alex Cora. And I'm sitting back going, well, I'm going to attack Major League Baseball. Because I think Major League Baseball has a league that has a sign-stealing problem. And the word problem, the word problem is, is, probably not the right word probably it's probably an exaggeration they're using technology to steal signs well no shit you've supplied every ballpark and every team with these little rooms with all this fancy technology and you know what you did in 2019 you decided to take a major league baseball employee and put him in those rooms and you minimize the use of technology to steal signs so in a way you've kind of fixed it you've taken steps you had to then come out and lay the hammer down on people, giving them season-long suspensions and creating a nine-page public report that paints Alex Cora as the face of cheating in baseball and just, if not ruining, severely damaging Alex Cora's baseball career? Really? That's where we had to go with this? And like I said on the on the live stream yesterday, reacting to the Red Sox press conference, if Rod, if Rob Manfred right now wanted to continue to dig and completely demolish his league, he could. He could. If Manfred wanted to demolish his league, he could do it. He could ruin his league. He could interview people from other organizations and find out what they were doing two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, and he could continue to dish out similar punishment that he did to the Astros, and that he's probably going to dish out to Alex Cora. 
right? He could. I mean, for crying out loud, one of the players implicated in this Houston Astros sign-stealing scheme, named in the report is Carlos Beltran, who's now the manager of the Mets. I mean, you 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 got they're, they're probably from what I've seen, they're not gonna punish Beltran, which is a joke. You're punishing everybody else. You're punishing other people. You, you're going to pick and choose? That's the problem. When you decided to overreact like this, you don't really want to punish everybody. You're just looking to make a statement. The statement is an overreaction. The statement that you made is a major overreaction to something that's going on everywhere. And I know people don't like to hear that. They don't like to hear that everyone... They don't like to hear that everyone's doing an excuse. But I mean... I don't know what to tell you. That's a, it's a fact. If you think it's not, then I don't think you're living in the I don't think you're living in reality. I'm sorry, I really don't. I really don't. I really don't. We like to think that everything is so perfect and everything works so perfectly. Major League Baseball is not a corrupt not not a, cor- <laughs> a corrupt league. I mean, maybe corrupt is strong, but you get what I'm saying. They're not perfect. They make mistakes. They cover things up. They pick and choose. Manfred had a choice. He could either go public, make this a huge deal, take a couple guys, use them with huge over-the-top punishments in order to set an example, and get people talking about the league during a time in which nobody's talking about the league. He could do that, or he could do this privately, and maybe even a couple slap on the wrist, and continue to move forward to, to the 2020 season and beyond to come up with ways to make sure teams don't use video the video replay equipment to steal signs. He did not choose the latter. <laughs> he chose to go with this exaggerated scandal. And I think it's pathetic. I think it's pathetic because it is unfair to paint Alex Cora as the face of cheating in baseball. That's what he is right now. That's what he is based on what Major League Baseball has, has, has come up with. They have they have portrayed Alex Cora as the mastermind behind the Astros sign-stealing scheme in 2017, and they say he has taken he took that to the Red Sox in 2018. Both teams won a World Series. I get it. You want to connect the dots and and look at that and look at the common theme and you want to be naive and think, wow, this, this is, Core is the only guy that's doing this? Then it looks awful. It looks awful. And that awful look and that awful portrayal that Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball has put forth on Alex Cora has forced the Red Sox to make a very tough decision. And has forced them to hold a very awkward press conference while they're announcing they're getting rid of a guy that they're also telling you in the same press conference they absolutely love and will miss everything about him and is managing. And people say, well, which is it? If you're the Red Sox, like, do you, do you love him? Or did he do something wrong? You have to say he did something wrong. They have to. Why else would you get rid of him? You have to say he did something wrong. That's why I don't know what the, I don't know what people want the Red Sox to say. I don't know what they want want them to say. They've been placed in a very tough position. 
People say the Red Sox are frauds. They'll never tell you the truth. Honestly, who tells you the truth? Like, give me a, a professional team with a GM or a, a player or a or an owner. Who tell? Who do you think is telling you the truth? I got news for you. Nobody's telling you the truth. You feel like you're owed this truth, like all the inside information. You're not getting it. You want inside information? I'll give it to you right now. And the Red Sox, by not saying it, basically said it yesterday. Here's some inside information for you. When it comes to stealing signs in Major League Baseball and even crossing the line and stretching the boundaries of the rules and using technology in order to do it, here's some inside information for you. Everyone's doing it. You don't want to hear it, but it's true. And if everyone's doing it, the way Major League Baseball went about it is wrong. It's wrong. I, they want to eliminate it. They can eliminate it. In fact, they already they already almost did by putting someone in the video replay review room. Instead, they took one guy, they set an example, and, you know, they, 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 they severely damaged Alex Cora's baseball career. It's unfortunate. Because the Red Sox, they told you how much they love him. They told you how great of a manager he was yesterday. <laughs> But Alex Cora can't manage anymore. Could he find his way back to the league? Well, at some point, I hope so, because I hope everybody understands it is an, what's going on now is an overreaction. This is the overreaction culture. That's what we do. And then we eventually move on to overreact to something else. There'll be another scandal in a couple of years that we'll overreact to, and maybe we'll look at Alex Cora and be like, eh, he's good. Yeah, well, he, he can manage someone. But I, I, I just... People are up in arms about the Red Sox press conference. I don't know what you want them to say. The investigation on the Red Sox portion of this is not over. So it's not like you're going to come out and admit to things that you're not going to get caught for. Please. And when it comes to their statements on Cora, by praising him while telling you he did something wrong, the Red Sox are basically saying, look, we think everyone's doing this. And the competitive mindset is... I mean, you have to, I see, I have a competitive mindset and I know people say, well, Danny, what do you do? You cheat everything you do? No, but the competitive mindset is like, like people just rule out that Alex Cora is in a position where he has a job. He wants to keep a job. He has many connections around the league. He know, like he knows what other teams have been doing. You know, like he, he's like, well, if the other teams are doing this to us, we got to find a way to give it back. Maybe even one-up them. That's just the competitive mindset. That's not like, oh, I'm going to be a dirty cheat. So, but what people don't want to accept is the everybody's doing it phrase. You know, you even see people joking about it. Like, I saw a couple football reporters, like, throwing it out there on Twitter. Like, wow, has anybody used the everybody's doing it phrase yet? Well, I mean, if you weren't such a fucking idiot, you would understand that nobody has to say that because it's actually true. If you weren't such a sarcastic weasel yourself, you know, you would understand that the technology Major League Baseball has basically given every team has basically opened the door the last couple of years to use technology to steal signals. Should, should, should the Astros and Alice Cora have been punished? They got caught. When you get caught, you should be punished. If you told me they were going to get punished for 10 games, I'd say, 
Yeah, that's good. That's a good. It's a good punishment. Yeah, give him ten games. Give him ten. If Alex Gore was punished and suspended for ten games, if it came out on Monday, if Rob Manfred did he have to have the the investigation report, the nine page? You know what that is? That's a guy who loves himself and wants to look like this savior of baseball. That's what it is. That in, that report, that investigation is so foolish to me. You can have an investigation. You don't have to put out a report like that. Where you explain every detail. By the way, every detail that you explain is based on hearsay and finger pointing. Is that a real in-depth? Like, is that good evidence? It's the easy way out for the Astros. They all pointed the finger at Alex Cora. He's not there anymore. And they're putting the Red Sox in a tough position now. They're like, eh. What are the Red Sox going to do? They got to fire him. So it's just the report that Manfred put out to me is a joke. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. It, it, that report did not need... You, you could have handled this in a private matter. And you could have done it. And you could have come out with this. You could have made a statement. You're not a nine-page statement. You could have made a statement and said, look, there was some stuff going on. We want to eliminate it from the game. We've taken steps in 2019 to eliminate it from the game. We realize it's something that um, has been occurring. And we want to put an end to it. So we're going to punish some people that we think were involved. And here's the people that we think were involved. A.J. Hinch, Jeff Luno, Alex Cora, Carlos Beltran. You know, for the managers, for the three managers there, Beltran, Hinch, and Cora, we're going to slap them with 10-game suspensions. If that was the news on Monday, do you think the Red Sox would be holding a press conference this week announcing that they mutually agreed to potways at Alex Cora? No, they wouldn't have. They would not have. The only reason they had to do this and they had to hold the press conference and make this move is because everything was so over the top. You've created a scandal. They're talking about this on CNN. And my point is it didn't have to be a scandal. A couple of guys stretched the boundaries of the rules. You want to eliminate it from your game? Here are the steps we're taking. We're going to punish some guys, but that's it. I make a quick, you know, three-sentence statement. Send it out to ESPN. These teams don't, you know, they, they don't suspend. They, they have their guys suspended. They don't, maybe they have another internal, like, league, um, excuse me, organizational suspension to add on top of that. But they don't fire these guys. You got to move on from these guys because everything was so exaggerated by Manfred. It's such a joke. It's such a joke. I, I people get all worked up about this because Manfred's turned this into something that I'm. I, it's just exaggerated. It's just exaggerated. But um, I I think Major League Baseball has gone about this the wrong way. I do. I, I think Rob Manfred is enjoying the spotlight he has right now, looking like the, you know the big bad sheriff that's putting his foot down on. Uh, on the bad boys of Major League Baseball, and and you know, this is I guess this is his moment, right? Manfred, every every commissioner, you want your moment, don't you? You want your what's your legacy? What's Manfred's legacy before this? Did he have one? I don't you. What was it? I don't know. I'm trying to think, it really wasn't. It really hasn't been anything. Um, I mean, you had the Cardinals situation there with the hacking, but even that was. 
I even think that was handled in a matter where it wasn't like it, it didn't end up being anything crazy. You get what I'm saying? Like I, or at least it's a non-issue now to everybody who watches baseball. What what's Rob Manfred's legacy? He doesn't really have one. This will be his legacy. He cut down on he cut down on sign stealing. Manfred's the guy that got rid of sign stealing. <laughs> what a boob. It's such a joke, man. It is such a joke. It is a joke. And I know, again, I, I told you the comment that came at me on Facebook. It's like, Danny, you want, you know, you made the report. Like, you wanted credit for that report. Well, yeah. When I made that report, and I'm like, I told you there'll be an investigation on the Astros. Did, did I think that they'd eventually have another investigation in which it would lead to season-long suspensions? No, I didn't. And I don't think this should be season-long suspensions. I think Major League Baseball handled it the wrong way. Some suspension? Sure. Season-long suspensions? Come on. Come on. Too much. Way too much. Way too much. And Manfred's loving every second of this right now. But if he really wanted to dig, he could demolish his entire league. He could. If he really wanted to go out and interview people and get evidence... Again, this wasn't something that we're talking about is like happening happened last year. From everything we believe when it comes to using the video replay rooms, which is a major part of this, Rob Manfred, had, he basically fixed that issue. So he's already kind of fixed it. But yet now we're going back in time, punishing people. And if he really wants to continue to go back, you saw, I don't know if you saw Logan Morrison. First baseman for the in the Brewers organization. You you've heard of his name. He's been in Major League Baseball for a little bit. Came out with an Instagram yesterday that said it's fake news. Everyone's do other teams are doing it. And even pointed to the Astros using that sign stealing scheme to smash the trash barrels using the video from the video replay review room. In 2014, before Cora was even there. So, like, that basically is evident, and people were posting videos on social media from 2014 saying, you know what, Logan Morrison's right. Listen to this. So Manfred didn't want to keep going back. If he if he kept wanting to dig, he probably would have found out that the Astros were doing it well before Cora was there, and that Cora really wasn't the mastermind. But Manfred doesn't want to keep going back. He doesn't want to keep digging. He just wants to take something that he saw Use it to set an example. Come down hard. Be the sheriff that he thinks he is right now. And be the guy that eliminated sign stealing by by ruining someone's baseball career in Alex Cora. But if he really wanted to dig, we'd see new managers all over the league by next week. Honestly, if we if he really, really truly wanted to dig, he could demolish his league and really make it a story. But he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's going to stop. He's going to stop. He will not keep digging. That's a, that is a guarantee. He will not keep digging. If he did, Beltran, see ya. Oh, you just got a managerial position? Oh, you were part of this player-driven, player-executed sign-stealing scheme? See ya. But you know what? You know what? Manfred's like, oh, he can't do it. We put steps in place, people in the rooms, to make sure this can't happen anymore. Why, if you're Manfred, why can't you just end it there? You fixed it. 
You gotta go back in time now and be the big bad sheriff and punish people for doing it. But you're not gonna punish everybody, and that's pathetic. You're not even gonna look to find everybody. You're just gonna take one guy and use him to make a statement to set an example. It's a joke. It's pathetic. Major League Baseball right now, they've overreacted, and I think they've gone about it the wrong way. And that's my take. Like, I don't... I don't... I'm not sitting here crushing the Red Sox today. I'm not sitting here crushing Alex Cora today. They got caught stretching the boundaries of the rules, but Major League Baseball has since taken steps to figure that out. People should be punished, but the punishment should not be anything that forces teams to have to get rid of their guys. It shouldn't. Shouldn't be something that forces organizations to get rid of their guys. Shouldn't be something that forces people to wonder if there should be an asterisk. There shouldn't be a nine-page public investigation report. It's all a joke to me. It's all an exaggeration and an overreaction. And, um... You know, we'll all forget about it in a couple of years, but you know who won't forget about it? Alex Cora, and that's why it's unfair. He has unfairly been painted now as the face of cheating in Major League Baseball, and I just think it's unfair. That's all. I think it's unfair. I'm not trying to say he's what he, you know, he was part of something. He admitted to it. He admitted wrongdoing. You know, it's used, the use of technologies against the rules. All right? You, I get it. You want to punish him for it? Yeah. But punish these guys to the point where you force organizations to now get rid of them and tarnish their reputation completely? And you take one guy and say he's the face of cheating in baseball when you know the rest of the league is doing similar stuff? I mean, that's 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 unfair. It is. It's unfair. It's unfair. So um I don't have I don't have more respect for Rob Manford today. I have less respect for Rob Manford today. I do. Because he has no balls. He will not continue to dig. He won't. Major League Baseball, they have no balls whatsoever they will they will end the investigation right now at least publicly if they do some stuff privately maybe they call some guys and tell them to cut the shit you know that might happen but they won't go public with everything because they're corrupt and Rob Manfred's corrupt and I don't have more respect for him today I have much less respect for Rob Manfred. I, I, he has no balls. He will not keep digging. He won't. He won't. It's a fact. It's not an opinion. That's a fact. So, um, that's my thoughts on the Alex Cora stuff. Now, who do the Red Sox get to be the next manager? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. No idea. <laughs> I, I think the bigger question is, what are you going to do? With, the bigger question is still, what are you going to do with Mookie Betts? I mean, the players were doing this stuff too, right? Like, are the players happy today? Did you win over? Like, did you make a move to win over Mookie Betts? What if Mookie Betts loved Alex Cora? Right? Did you just help or hurt your chances of keeping Mookie Betts? I mean, it's... it's <laughs> that's a bigger situation than, than who's the next manager going to be. But... We're all talking about the manager. We're all talking about cheating in baseball. And it's just a huge, over, it's just an overreaction. It's an exaggeration. It is. So um, we should be leading off of football. We're not. We kind of buried the lead. But, I mean, this is that was also part of Rob Manfred's goal. Steal the headlines. You know what I mean? Steal the headlines. But one thing Rob Manfred can't do is he can't prevent me from making picks picks for conference championship weekend. I will do that. And 
you know, making me a little sad here because we don't have many installments of Picks Picks left. We only have this week, and then we have Picks Picks in two weeks for the Super Bowl. So there's really only three games to pick the rest of the way. The two conference championship games this Sunday, and then Super Bowl 54 in Miami in two weeks. In two and a half weeks. So, um... We might as well get right to it. Conference championship weekend this Sunday, like I said, to open the show. This is the first time the Patriots are not in the AFC championship since 2010. Patriots went to the AFC title game eight consecutive years. No Patriots. Makes it a lot tougher to watch. But, um, you know, I'm still going to watch. I'm still going to come back and react on Monday to all these games, and right now, I'm still going to make my pick, so let's get to it. Hit the music. Picks, picks for conference championship weekend presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C. That's promo code PICK, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. The first game on Sunday is the AFC Championship, the number two seed, Kansas City Chiefs, Hosting the number six seed Tennessee Titans. This game is Sunday at three o'clock, like I said, in Kansas City. And uh, it's a rematch from week 10. In fact, both of these games, the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship, they're both a rematch from the regular season. This Chiefs-Titans game, a rematch from week 10. And get this, the Titans beat the Chiefs in week 10. It was 35-32, that was the score. The game was in Tennessee. It was Patrick Mahomes' first game back. He had missed two games with the dislocated kneecap. Remember, he had returned to this game. He actually had a nice game, Patrick Mahomes. His numbers in this game, uh, 446 pass yards and three touchdown passes. Mahomes had a nice game. The way this thing ended was Tennessee blocked a field goal. Remember this one? A lot of people were trying to say that the guy who blocked the field goal for Tennessee, he was offsides. I looked at, at that play a million times. I don't think he was. I just think he got a good jump. Tennessee blocked the field goal. They're at home. They win that game. And the spread is seven. The Chiefs are a seven-point favorite now in this rematch at home. Tennessee has had quite the run. They beat the Patriots in the wildcard round at Gillette Stadium. Then they shocked the world last week by beating the number one seed Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore last Saturday night. And they've done it with Derrick Henry, who's been an absolute beast. The biggest difference maker for Tennessee is, there's no question about it, it's Derrick Henry. And in this game against the Chiefs back in Week 10, Derrick Henry finished the game with 188 rush yards and two touchdowns. So he was doing this back in Week 10. The Titans look for him to do it now in the AFC Championship game. When you look at Derrick Henry's run here through the playoffs, as you look at Tennessee's road to this conference championship game, which I don't know anybody thought they'd be in this game. I certainly didn't think they would be. Derrick Henry, he ran for 182 yards against the Patriots. He ran for 195 yards against the Ravens. Heck, he even threw a touchdown pass against Baltimore on Saturday night. Derrick Henry has been doing it all, and it opens things up for Ryan Tannehill. I still think that Kansas City, look, Kansas City's biggest concern, I'm not concerned about Patrick Mahomes. I just gave you the numbers that he put up against Tennessee back in Week 10. Almost 500 pass yards, three touchdowns. I'm not concerned about Mahomes. You shouldn't be too. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm concerned about the Kansas City defense. There have been times they've looked very bad this season. I know they fixed some things down the stretch, but man, that is my biggest concern. 
At least this one is in your building. It's in Kansas City. That place is going to be rocking. You have to try to do everything you can to minimize Derrick Henry's damage. Patriots weren't able to do that. The Ravens weren't able to do that. And when you're not able to do that, you're giving Ryan Tannehill opportunities, especially in the red zone, to make the big play. You know, even if it's to his third or fourth receiver out there, or even his backup tight end, Tannehill has proven he hasn't had big passing games. He hasn't had big numbers in the playoffs. But he can he's proven to be able to make that big play in the big spot to either move the change or as we saw against Baltimore to throw the touchdown pass. But he's been able to do he, he's had those openings because Derrick Henry has really opened things up for him. Um, you got to try to minimize. That's can Kansas City minimize the damage Derrick Henry can do? I don't. I honestly don't have an answer to that question. It's what we've seen so far in the playoffs, you would say no, they can't. But if it's gonna be a shootout and it's in Kansas City, I'd have a tough time putting my money against Patrick Mahomes. I know the spread is seven, and maybe that's high based on the way the Titans have looked the last two weeks against two of the best teams in the NFL, and the Patriots and the Ravens. But I just think right now with Kansas City. They're so close. They're at home again in the AFC Championship. They, 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 I just don't think they lose to the Titans. The question is, do they cover? I think this one's close for three quarters. And then I think Patrick Mahomes pulls away. We'll say a 13-point win for Kansas City, which means they win. They cover the seven-point spread, and they go to the Super Bowl. I'm taking the Chiefs minus seven over the Titans. And we should applaud the Titans. They've had a great season and a great run. And they've earned my respect. But I don't think they've earned my respect enough for me to pick them to go into Kansas City and win this game. Give me the Chiefs to win and to cover. I'm taking Kansas City minus seven in the AFC Championship. And then the second game of the day, Sunday at 640. It's the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. I'm taking Green Bay plus seven and a half. The... 49ers are the one seed. The Green Bay Packers are the two seed. Both of these teams had a first round bye. This is also a rematch from the regular season. Back in week 12, San Francisco, in San Francisco, like this game's going to be in San Francisco, the 49ers in week 12, they whooped the Green Bay Packers 37-8. The story of that game, Aaron Rodgers was no good. He was lit up all night long. He was sacked five times. He threw for only 104 yards. Needless to say, the Packers, they would like to forget about that game. Um, I watched Green Bay against Seattle on Sunday, and I saw Aaron Rodgers dropping dimes to Devontae Adams. They beat Seattle in a close one. I do think that that was a tougher game. Green Bay playing Seattle was a tougher game for Green Bay than San Francisco playing Minnesota. I do. I, San Francisco beat Minnesota, but that was a tougher game for Green Bay because Seattle's been great, and Seattle's especially been great on the road. Seattle was looking to come back. Green Bay, maybe they got a call late in that game with that first down that maybe it wasn't a first down. But if Aaron Rodgers proved anything in the final minutes, he still made the big plays to move the chains and get the first downs with the passes to Devontae Adams, dropping it in the bucket, and then Jimmy Graham. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers right now, he showed me all I need to see to know that I'll put my money on him over Jimmy Garoppolo this Sunday, even though it's in San Fran, even though it's a rematch of a game in which San Fran whooped the Green Bay Packers. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is someone who needs this so much more than Jimmy Garoppolo needs this. He does. Garoppolo might get to the Super Bowl one day, but it won't be it won't be this week, next week. It won't be this year. Aaron Rodgers needs this for his legacy. He understands that. 
And if they can get any running game going that they got at the beginning of that Seattle game, then I do think Green Bay will put themselves in position to win a very close game. They're a seven and a half point dog, so I'm taking the points. At the very least, they cover. But I still think Green Bay is going to win the game. I think they go into San Fran. I think Aaron Rodgers puts on a show. And I think they find a way to... He finds a way to give himself a little more time in the pocket. Or outside of the pocket. Make some big plays on the run. And we're going to see a Mahomes-Rodgers Super Bowl. Kansas City-Green Bay Super Bowl. Give me the Packers plus 7.5 to go into San Fran. Not just cover, but also win the game. So my picks... For conference championship weekend, I'm taking Kansas City minus seven, and then I am taking Green Bay plus seven and a half. Picks, picks presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C. That's promo code PICK, P-I-C at DraftKings.com. I didn't give a lock, but um, if I if you made me take a lock, lock of the week, which one of these two is my lock? I feel better taking the points with Green Bay than I do taking Kansas City to cover to win by seven. Right? Like, I could see myself being wrong with the Kansas City pick. Not that Tennessee would win the game. I think you want to take Kansas City money line, you take them all day. But maybe if that one was close again like it was in Week 10. But I do think Green Bay, this one's going to be much closer than it was back in Week 12. They, Green Bay got whooped. You, Green Bay is going to fix some things. They've been a, a quiet 13-win team this year. They were the two seed. Uh, they're a 7.5-point dog. They probably feel like they're a lot better than that. They will bounce back. My lock will be Green Bay, plus 7.5. I didn't say that during picks picks, but um, t- you know, it's tough to take a lock when you're forced to only pick two games. And uh, those are my picks for conference championship weekend. So that's what we got. In the NFL. I'll keep an eye on the Tom Brady rumors. You know, I, I, we got nothing right now. There's nothing out there right now. Let's let the playoffs finish. Let's let the Super Bowl finish. I do think the Super Bowl is going to be Kansas City-Green Bay, though. And that'll be exciting. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? I'll be rooting for Mahomes in that Super Bowl. I will. I'll be rooting for Mahomes. I don't know that I'm rooting for anybody this weekend. I guess I'm just going to root for my picks to be right. Kansas City minus seven, Green Bay plus seven and a half. But in the Super Bowl, uh, I'll probably be rooting for Mahomes. What would the spread of that Super Bowl be, Kansas City, Green Bay? I mean, it would be... Uh, honestly, I think it would probably be... Who would be the favorite in that one? Who would be favored? Green Bay, Kansas City. They're both the two seed. Uh, Kansas City only had 12 wins, right? Only had 12 wins, Green Bay at 13. I don't know. I I think maybe Kansas City would be like a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Like, if I had to guess that spread, uh, a Kansas City-Green Bay Super Bowl, Kansas City minus one-and-a-half, would that make sense? It's in Miami. Uh, I'd, say, I'd say Kansas City would be a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Green Bay. That's what I would think. That's what I think. But, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Whatever happens this weekend, this Sunday, I will react to it on Monday's show. Uh, any other news that breaks with the Major League Baseball overreaction that is Spygate, I will react to that as well. 
Uh, and of course, anything else in the world of sports, I'll react to. Oh, McGregor. McGregor versus the Cowboy this Saturday night. I watched the press conference. I forgot about this. I, I wasn't even going to talk about this. It just popped into my head when I'm thinking what's going on this weekend. I watched the Conor McGregor press conference with the Cowboy yesterday. And McGregor was humble. He was respectful. I don't know who that guy was. And I don't know if that's a good thing for him. <laughs> like, I always criticize McGregor like it's just too much. It's too much. It's over the top. You know, all the, the shit talking he does. And what I've always said was at some point someone's going to catch him, punch him in the mouth, and give him a beating. And how's he going to react then? And, well, Khabib did that. I'm not going to mention the Mayweather thing. And that, was, that was different. Though, though McGregor did say in this press conference yesterday that a, a serious goal of his is to win a world title in boxing. So let's see where he goes with that. I mean, he's not getting any younger, so it's, it's, it's going to be tough. But um, McGregor's been humbled. He was humbled by Khabib, I, I believe. I believe that. I think he knows he needs a win. He, I also think he's fighting someone that he does actually respect. Right? He does actually respect the Cowboy. But um, I, I also, I don't think McGregor is stupid. I think he's a smart guy. I think he knows that that loss to Khabib was something that, you know, he can't get up on that, in that press conference yesterday. And, he, you know, he can't get up talking about how he's this dominant force anymore because his last two fights in both sports, boxing and MMA, he's lost. So, putting on that show with his mouth and continuing to talk trash the way he usually does doesn't carry the same weight when you're a guy that hasn't been winning anymore and a guy that doesn't have that dominant mystique hanging over your head anymore. And I think McGregor knows... Look, if McGregor comes out and knocks this dude out in the first or second round, he'll be back to doing what he usually does. The next press conference, he will be back saying, the bad boy, Conor McGregor's back and nobody can beat him and he's unstoppable. He'll be running his mouth then. He's he's not stupid. I think what, what I learned from him yesterday in this press conference is that he's actually a very smart dude. He understands. He's been humbled... He has to carry himself a certain way now in, in order to be taken seriously. And, but I'm telling you right now, if he has a big win this weekend, and he is the favorite, I'll be watching that on Saturday night. I'll react to that on Monday. If McGregor does win this fight, and he wins it, in a do- especially in a dominant fashion, the next press conference, he's going to be back to, oh, the, to the old McGregor. I will guarantee you that. I will guarantee you that. So... I think he'll win this fight. I think he'll win. It's been it's been a long time. It's been a long time for him. But uh I do think Conor McGregor I think he'll win. You know, I think he's picking his spots right now to get this fight, a fight he knows he'll win. I think he wins this. So, that's where my money's on. On the favorite, on Conor McGregor. I'll also react to that on Monday. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Tune in, Stitcher, just search The Danny Picard Show. It will pop up. You can also get all my content on my website, dannypicard.com. You can also subscribe on YouTube to get clips of this show and to get my random live streams that I throw up, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Smash that subscribe button. I am out. Talk to you on Monday.